it is with a heavy heart that we here at the Waffle Press Retrospective commemorate the loss of Matt Garingo, a beloved, well, a friend, well, well, a, a co-host. Uh, I think his words speak for themselves here. What do you want? Tell me about your life. If you haven't seen Aliens and you're listening to this, what the fuck is wrong with you? Fuck this movie. Fuck that right. movie. That's right, we can talk about Prometheus now. Oh no. The entire city of Los Angeles feels like a mistake. Goodbye, What are we gonna do? In a part of the world where there are no rules. We pick up their trailer, the chopper, run them down, grab those hostages before anybody knows we were there. What do you mean we? Deep in the jungle, where nothing that lives is safe. You lose it here, you're in a world of hurt. Showtime, kid. Knock, knock. An elite rescue squad. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> is being led by the ultimate warrior. We need the best. That's why you're here. But now... What's got Billy so spooked? There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. Diego, it is I. What? I have faked my death. How? It was all staged. How? But the, you lit yourself on fire. I, I lit myself on bad. I, I burned the house down. Oh, I, what did your dad think of that? I just buy insurance. Oh, okay. Got a lot. We've actually made money off of this deal. It's all part of the plan, Diego. You you got to understand this. Oh, what's, what's what's the bigger plan? Well, I had to fake my death because I knew they were watching me. <laughs> Who's they? The Majestic Twelve. They know I'm about to uncover the secrets of the aliens. They know the research I've been doing. And I'm about to blow this case wide open. It's going to change everything. You wanna... Are you just talking about that YouTube channel? You no, were no. Before you... It's, this is Dago. It's bigger than YouTube. It's <laughs> well, all, most things are. It's all so much bigger. You want to talk about it? <laughs> no, you fuck. Okay, do you want to talk about Predator then? Actually, yeah, because I was kind of on our agenda before you, like, quote unquote, killed yourself. Oh, yeah. So. I just happened to watch it while I was in hiding. Oh, okay, that's great. It was, it was one of two tapes I had access to. What, what was the other one? Return of the Killer Tomatoes. George Clooney's in that. Is he really? Yes. Oh, wow. Deep cut. Yep. Uh, well, I had this whole memorial planned out for you, but it wasn't going that great anyways. and So mm. this, this is better. Well, I'm this sure America has done mourning a hero. <laughs> You know what? Given the way things move nowadays, I don't think they'll ever be done mourning. No, because I'm about to bring America back to its former glory. Did it? Did it have glory outside of Arnold Schwarzenegger's muscles? Yes, from an immigrant's muscles. Actually, that that's basically it's the a, foundation of America. Arnold Schwarzenegger is entirely a metaphor for America. <laughs> There are a lot of metaphors in Predator, and we'll be talking about all of them in each Predator movie for this Predator retrospective, a sort of continuation of the Alien retrospective we started way back when, and possibly concluded forever. Yes, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> there will never be another one, but I know that's not true. Uh, I just think you're right about Ridley not coming back now, and I've, I've heard things Good. that are sad. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible for me and like two other people. <laughs> That's terrible. I, I shouldn't. I should not. Get better, Ridley. No, he he's as a human being is fine. Oh, I thought you were. To... I thought you were implying that he was dying. Oh my god, no! And it kind of caught me off guard. There's enough death. On this episode, so let's just let's just start talking about Predator, Dottering, a movie with very minimal death. Doddering old fool's disease. Um, yeah, Predator, nineteen eighty-seven, directed by John McTiernan. You yeah, know who that he, is? Yeah, he's a guy who went to prison. 
<laughs> yeah, for lying to the FBI. And he but didn't he also he directed illegally. <laughs> uh, I I think I don't even know. There's something with the wiretap. He lied. Mm-hmm. He was in prison for a year, and I he made Rollerball. Are oh, you going to Rollerball first? <laughs> Well, that's what killed his career. Yeah, but he did the fucking Hunt for Red October, man. <laughs> and Die Hard, yeah. which is objectively the best movie ever made. Yeah. That's not even a joke. That might actually be, like, objectively correct. This year, Bruce Willis has now confirmed that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Bruce Willis doesn't know shit. He, he's got to <laughs> assert his manliness. <laughs> well, actually, it's interesting because a lot of people consider Die Hard a Christmas movie, mostly men, because they're like, well, I want like my macho, machismo, testosterone-filled action stuff like uh, on every holiday. But I think Die Hard is really interesting because of all the ways it is like actively working against those stereotypes. Because Bruce Willis isn't a heavily built guy. The whole point of the movie is he's trying to reconnect with his family, and to do it, he has to like fight through a legion of terrorists. But like the only way he can um, fully connect with his family again is just by opening up emotionally well, which is like actively working against a lot of the 80s stereotypes of action movies at some point he admits he was wrong yeah which is an important part of that um although i don't know i never really looked into die hard as much as maybe i should um because you know at the end of that movie he like to kill hans gruber spoilers he has to undo the the corporate watch or was that watch his gift uh, the watch was the the gift from Ellis, the corporate watch. Yeah, so I don't know oh. if that means like cutting ties with the business. Uh, well, in Die Hard two and three, she's still working for for them, I believe. So mm-hmm. well, it's not so much the, her her business life as much as yeah. It but was we're not like, it, you don't you're not supposed to count the sequels here. No, okay. that's not how that works. Well, I uh, okay, that's fair. You, that's fair. What you fuck. Um, we're not here to talk about Die Hard, though. No, I wish we were, though, now. Fuck, it's a really good movie. Yeah, Die Hard's good, but Predator is also very good. Yes, Predator's the shit. That's all, that's it, folks. Yep, Good night. Okay, but not really. I honestly think I might not have much more to say. No, I mean, there's things to say. Uh, I think a lot of people kind of miss the, uh, political, uh, I guess, not... Not direct implications, but like the environment surrounding. Well, it's definitely a, a like reflection this. of shit that was going on at the time, hmm. where we were taking uh, under the Reagan administration, taking a more aggressive stance against uh, communist groups around the world. Again, to to go off the John McTiernan thing, he's smart enough to fill a movie like this with a bunch of broad uh, icons of like traditional masculinity and uh and power you know like there's how many shots of like glistening muscles are there in this movie a lot I mean, a lot it's like 95 percent of the film yeah and it's great it's one of the best movies ever at least one of the most entertaining uh i've i've found out recently that not a lot of people would consider this one of like action high points but well, I, I, that's a whole other conversation i it, guess it's a weird one because it's only an action movie for like the first like half and then it, it turns more into a horror film. Which is so good. Uh, I, it, you know, nowadays there's lots of like people talking about like movie pitches like, oh, well, if you got this movie and this movie, then we can make it this movie. And Predator's kind of one of the first instances of like, well, we're going to open up with Rambo. And then we're going to end like Alien. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, I actually showed it to a well, bunch of actually, friends for a, a movie actually, night. Actually, actually. Oh, oh, oh. Um, it more, you know, starts like Rambo 2 and ends like Rambo, First Blood. Okay, that's, yeah, First I never Blood, really thought of it that way. First Blood's the one where he's hiding in the woods and taking out um, Brian Dennehy. <laughs> and then the second one, he's on a mission that he doesn't really want to be on. It's the the Vietnam War fanfic. Yeah, it's all fanfic. Well, this is all like post Vietnam shit. <laughs> this whole which movie uh, is heavily cool. influenced a lot of eighties action movies. Yeah, a lot of the eighties action movies are about going back to uh, kick ass after 
someone got their ass kicked previously. Aliens is is kind of Vietnam-y. Well, no, Aliens is straight up Vietnam. We have a lot of movies that are, you know, firepower, like, like, you know, what's the word? Like an overabundance of firepower that is useless in the face of your enemy. <laughs> which is more tenacious and more violent. Um, which is what Aliens and Predator have in common, really. Yeah, uh, I think this movie gets slumped in with a lot of like the gun porn of the 80s, too. Like Specifically, obviously, the big scene where they're just like shooting into the bush... And like they're eviscerating an entire like region of the continent, basically. Yeah, they just wipe out like an entire section of this jungle with m- yeah, and guns. it's it's basically useless. They hit they hit the predator once, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't, I just really appreciate uh, John McTiernan's like approach to to action because you just don't see a lot of that like ever. Not just like in nowadays or whatever, but like in action movies in general, you don't see them uh, show that like that. Yeah, tech is like is pointless in, in the face of something like this mm-hmm. and they have to keep their wits about him. And like they, they almost shift like action genres, not just like movie genres at a point, you know? Well, yeah, definitely. Cause I mean, the first move, the first half is like straight up. It's almost commando. In just, it, it, dude, it totally is. He but, says, stick around after he stabs a dude in the chest. Yeah. I mean, it's great. It's, it's awesome. Cause then they just tear it all down after that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's straight, like, Oh yeah, that's bullshit. We get to see these guys, wipe out an entire army and then to see them then get ticked off one by one it just it heightens how violent the predator is um who we don't see for like 40 minutes um you see uh the perspective you see the perspective about like 30 minutes in is when you first see the perspective and up until then you're only getting like hints at what's happening and what's really good about it one thing i really like about it is that it's entirely plausible that it's just gorillas that have done like the killings that are leading up to this base. <laughs> like it totally mm-hmm. makes sense that it would be like just gorillas until they finally realize that it's not human. Which even that really takes a while. I mean, how long into it do we realize that the like the predator with like we know the predator is invisible long before the cast does. Which is a weird thing to think about, because when that once that happens, then they are always at a disadvantage for the rest of the film, and we know that at every opportunity. I think it's honestly like over an hour into the movie. Yeah, it's it's pretty long. Like it's yeah, because then uh, once they start getting picked off, I mean, obviously, full spoilers for Predator. Holy fuck. Mm. Um, it's just like a 15 to 20 minute sequence. Like it, it, they, we follow them for more than a day basically, but it's a 15 to 20 minute sequence of them just slowly dying mm-hmm. in one set piece after another, sometimes two in the same set piece until it's just Dutch. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just like none, none of that mattered. It, it, it's so good. Like, holy fuck. And it's so visceral and nasty. And you get to see a man's get his spine ripped out of his back. Yeah, man. I wonder. Uh, I wonder how this movie would have worked if they didn't have. Because the only hint at anything science fiction going on is the opening shot of the Predator spaceship dropping. You mean the thing? Yeah, it's it's basically the thing opening. Um, but I mean, whatever. Um, I wonder what the vibe would be. I wonder if it would have worked. I was thinking about that too when I was while well, taking down some notes for this because I got some stuff about the opening and uh, how it relates to the rest of the Dutch's team. But I think like, I think it could have worked even a little better, but then maybe it would have caught people off guard. I mean, we have like the hindsight, you know, the benefit of hindsight, but yeah, I wonder if you're just getting tossed into it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Cause that establishes everything for you. And it's like Jaws in in a weird way with that, you know? Yeah, it is, like, actually. You, you, you know there's a shark out there. You know there's a monster out there. But for this chunk of the movie, the characters don't. Or they're trying to, like, establish to the rest of the world that there is. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That'd be, that'd be interesting. I wonder if there was, like, a test screening of that and maybe just didn't go well. Maybe, but that feels like a good, uh, important special effects shot. 
Like it doesn't seem like oh, something yeah. added. Oh, that's true. Um, but hey, you never know. Because uh, it's it really does it just becomes background noise for the first thirty minutes, which is a pretty good plot of like this. You know, they're they're mercenaries, but they only do rescue missions. So that's how we know they're the good guys. Everything <laughs> they do is fine because they only use it for rescue missions. And they don't do military operations. And there's this whole plot that they've basically been tricked into taking out uh, this paramilitary group. Um, which could be seen as a metaphor for the uh, Contras, uh, the Iran-Contra I, I th- affair. I, I would say it's very uh, deliberate. Well, I, I'm wondering plot. because the... I, I'm not, my timeline's a little bad. I'm not sure when the scandal officially broke. Because it might have, like, come out way later than the movie would have had time to have incorporated the actual scandal. Um, but it had been known for a while that Reagan at least wanted to fund the Contras. I mean, do you, does anyone understand this? I, I understand. I understand you. Uh, I don't know when the scandal broke either now that I'm thinking about it, but I know that there was – it was at least like available out there. Kind of like how Blackwater or whatever the fuck they're called now. Like yeah. everyone knew they were like dirty, but they barely got like called to court like two years ago yeah, or whatever. Nothing, or started getting nothing indicted. happened. And, and nothing happened, yeah. But that's that's really depressing and that's not where I was headed with that. But the, the point is like everyone knew something was amiss, obviously. This was like how the fuck not? They're movie villains. Mm-hmm. Uh and I, th- I think it's a similar situation, mm-hmm. or like again, Jaws with the the Indianapolis. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure because it's honestly, it could just be an, a because ref- we did not go to war, quote quote unquote, we did not go to war at all during this era, because um, it was still post Vietnam. We were kind of in a like, oh, we don't want to do, but America was very much flexing its military might at the time because Reagan uh, viewed communism as an evil. Um, not just a differing ideology. He, he felt it was an evil that needed to be destroyed. Uh, so, I mean, the, basically the thing was the Contras, I believe they were op- they operated in Nicaragua. And this is, where is this supposed to be? I forget where Predator is supposed to be. Uh, I think it's one of those fictional countries. Okay. I don't think they even say. It might be the, I remember reading something like it's the same country from Commando, but it's not the same universe. They just took the name. Oh, okay. Yeah, like what was that one? Viz something. Whatever. It doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. But well, the Contras, but they filmed in Mexico yeah, on location, which is interesting. Yeah, um, <laughs> but, I got more uh, about that after. We'll get to that. Yeah. But uh, the Contras—they operated in Nicaragua, and they were fighting. Uh, I can't remember the some socialist group, um, and America wanted to back them, of course, because they were supposedly representing independence. Um, I think even Reagan in speeches compared them to the founding fathers. Uh, and uh, the problem ended wow. up being that the Contras usually funded their operation through the drug trade. And so simultaneously you had Reagan being Mr. Tough on drugs, but also wanting to support these freedom fighters who are directly engaging in the drug war on the opposite side. Um, so a bill was put into place that basically said you couldn't, we, we can't, fund the Contras because we're at, that would be actively funding uh, drugs. Um, and so, but Reagan told his people, he basically said, hey, I know we're not supposed to, but you got to find a way to support them. And uh, that's what eventually led to the Iran-Contra affair, um, which led to trading arms with Iran, originally for hostage, but it eventually ended up being a way to like, basically launder money to these Contras. And then eventually it came out, I think, thanks to an Iranian reporter. Um, and it all blew up. And then Reagan was, Reagan said, I had nothing to do with it. And then eventually it came out. He's like, well, I had something to do with it. And Oliver North, who is now uh, the head of the NRA, I believe, um, who was in charge of the operation, basically said, yeah, we did it. And Reagan knew. And a bunch of people were indicted, including uh, John Poindexter. But Reagan has insist, insisted until the day he, he died, long after his brain had ceased being functional, <laughs> um, that uh, he, had, he had knew nothing about it. I believe there's a speech. You should probably put that clip in where he's like... A few months ago, I told the American people I did not trade arms for hostages. My heart and my best intentions still tell me that's true. But the facts and the evidence 
tell me it is not. As the Tower Board reported, what began as a strategic opening to Iran deteriorated in its implementation into trading arms for hostages. Which is a really <laughs> nice way of saying I lied to the American people. <laughs> Which were currently... That's so weird that, that a president would do that. Yeah, it's so weird that a president would lie about the exact thing he did. And now, I mean, uh, it'd be weird if a president went on and said that Russia had nothing to do with uh, meddling in an election. And then after a backlash, the very next day saying... Uh, I did not say what I just said yesterday. Um, surely the people would not stand for that. Surely. Well, I mean, uh, whatever. No, okay, no, that's that's unfair. The people, for the most part, are not standing for it. Well, no, actually, most people don't give a shit. Uh, people are a little more worried about other things than the Russian, because no one really understands it, and it doesn't help that both sides are really uh, inflating what happened. Because it's honestly not that sinister. The sinister element is that Trump just can't be trusted. <laughs> I mean, that's basically it. We, we, he has basically said, I will not listen to the American military. I will listen to Russia's orders. And they don't even have to have anything on him. Like, there's all this stuff where he's like, he's compromised. It's not even that. He's just basically like He's saying, just an idiot. Yeah, he's an idiot. And he's basically saying, I'm lying to the American people. <laughs> that's what he's saying. And so the president of the United States can't be trusted. That's all it really is. But both sides are trying to conflate it in a different because because Republicans desperately want a new Cold War, and they desperately don't want to get blamed for it. And the Democrats are morons, so the Democrats are like treason. And so now we're going to go into an election where if you're not hard on Russia, you're going to be seen as a weak Democratic candidate, and we're going to end up fucking the election, and Trump's going to get reelected. So strap in, folks. No, America died like this past couple weeks. It, I think it's uh, been uh, dead. No, no, but like, this might be a little hard. The point but... where we passed the point of no return was like three weeks ago. It might not even. It's been sad weeks that you ago. have to it remind just, me. It just like, specifically feels like it's been that long. It might have only been a week ago, um, but it's over. Which is why it's a little hard to talk about Predator right now. It's understandable. Because um, I honestly <sighs> think that it's all over. Can you believe it's been like a week for seven years? Yeah, I know. Hey, whatever. But, uh, whatever. Fucking bullshit. Just compare it to Harry Potter and then kill yourself. <laughs> These Predator episodes are going to be fun. Oh, yeah. I'm not happy. I'm very angry at the world. And it's hard. And it was, it was very hard to revisit Predator in the current political climate. I'll be honest, like, you can be there like, yeah, action. But, like, I can see the direct line that leads from Predator to MAGA. Would you say that that's because of uh, misunderstanding the text or because of the text itself? Um, I don't know. I think it might be the text itself. Um, even if they thought they had more of an edge to them. I mean, because there's very clearly like, a distrust of the government and a distrust of like orders and the military and all that but it feels like a very way of sidestepping it so we can still have military pornography um which is what this movie is full of uh just look at jesse ventura like cock and loading that helicopter gun he carries around <laughs> i mean it's there but it, it also feels that at least i've always felt that it, it's pointless in the face of like the shithole situation that they get caught up in, you know? It's there, but I'm not saying... I don't believe anyone walks away from this going like, man, our government's bad <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I don't think any, anyone just walks away from this like, man, you remember that scene where they fired all those guns? Because that is what you will remember. I mean, everyone remembers like, I ain't got time to bleed. Which is made by a guy who gets shot in the back later. Oh, yeah, and technically... He doesn't bleed. The heat must have cauterized the wound. Yeah, there's a little bit of blood, but whatever. Like getting your hand cut off with a lightsaber. Like, yeah, there's there's blood, but it's like not like profusely hemorrhaging. I don't know. I just I, I just I get it, but I just also don't think that like we could try and move this in a more liberal direction. But it honestly, this is a very conservative film. 
even if I, even if the director didn't intend it, and even if they tried to insert some liberal leanings, I don't think you can help it. Like I think RoboCop might be the only real like liberal '80s action film that's like straight liberal in the text. Uh, even Die Hard, like Die Hard has like a bit of a like, hey, you respect your wife, and now she's working. But it's still about how we should all be slaves to the capitalist machine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that you can't trust the Germans. Did you know about that uh, at this time, our government had offices on film studios that, like, they determined how Russians would be betrayed in our movies? Wait, what? Yeah, that was a thing. You had to consult. Wow. I mean, the, 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 the cover is that you would consult them for accuracy, but it was, <laughs> it was propaganda. So that's why uh, Rocky Three, I mean, Rocky Four, has a certain vibe to it. Or all the canon films. The canon was their own thing, but they were just straight up conservative in their own right. It's a great documentary on canon, though. Yeah, Electric Boogaloo. Go check it out. Yeah. I think it's still on Netflix. It's worth watching. If you... I got Predator on the background right now on Silence, <laughs> and they just got to the part where they almost catch the Predator and they see it fully for the first time. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about the design? Um, so we do you want to talk about how that wasn't the original design? Yes. Okay, you talked about Yes. That. Okay, so fun fact about Predator. It's out there now, but it's just cool to talk about. John Claude Van Damme was doing some original uh testing for the the, the body and the suit of the Predator. And uh the original suit, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll put up the images right now. Um are not what would be on screen. Instead, they would be Tossed aside, along with John Claude Van Damme, because they they looked they looked terrible. Did they and get just, how far did they actually get there. with John Claude Van Damme Predator? I I don't think it was very far. I just I know he was like uh, he was a part of it in the early process. Like it, it wasn't like they shot a bunch of film stock and then they were like, oh shoot, we have to reshoot half the movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think there was there's a lot of like myths about how this movie was made. Um, like the one, the famous one is that after Rocky Four, there was like, hey, maybe Rocky should fight an alien <laughs> in Rocky Five, and that people say that 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 this the original script for Predator was was a Rocky Five script. That's the legend, and it, really, it's just that that was like a thing going around. Like people kind of just like half-heartedly joking about it. You're like, yep, he, he's got to fight an alien now. There's no one else to fight on Earth. And some screenwriters just went, hey, that's not a bad idea. And so they tried to come up with, like, a fighting alien-type creature. That's They just used that as a jumping-off point for Predator. Um, but it was never directly intended to be a Rocky film, to people who think that. That's hilarious. You didn't know that? Uh, no, I, I remember hearing about that. But uh, now I'm just thinking about the the mystery Rambo 6 movie, or Rambo 5. Oh, yeah. From way back when. One. Yeah, where this this was this was an official thing too, right? Where well, the Rambo is going to lead a team of of commandos to go after an alien. I heard. No, I I don't know because that that I think that came from like ain't it cool news? Oh, fuck ain't it mind. cool news? Sorry, just everyone makes shit up. Like they just. Do you remember like right before the movie? I remember this so vividly. Right before the movie Machete came out, you remember that. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a there was a thing like one of the guys on that site, one of the guys who's still pretty big and has smartly distanced himself from uh, Harry Knowles, or the fuck, um, said that before Machete there was a preview for a movie called Agent Orange. It was like a fake trailer because Machete was originally a fake trailer, and it was a it was like a fake sequel to Reservoir Dogs, and the trailer was directed by Quentin Tarantino. And this, like, broke, like, a week before Machete came out, and there was actually, like, stuff written on the Wikipedia page about Agent Orange and the trailer and who was in it, and it had, like, all these actors listed, and then you go see the movie and it's just not there. So, like, they just make up news. So I don't know if they, I think if it came from them, I think it was made up, because there was also supposed to be a Rambo sequel that was, like, Rambo going across the Mexican border to fight, like, drug gangs. Well, like, <laughs> that that is gonna happen now. Is it? 
that um, I think that one's from Stallone himself. But that was like, but they talked about this years ago. Are they actually thought because now like Rocky's big again with Creed? Um, are they are they really thinking about doing another Rambo? I th- I think this one is is legit. Okay, I don't get why you do I, it. I, I'm not happy. I don't get why you do it post Sicario, but whatever. Yeah. Um, he probably wants his own Sicario. I guess. I don't think it's. I, I honestly doubt it'll happen though. I've. I really hope you're right. I I don't want to see that movie. I just don't think like, like if it happens, I just won't see it. But still, it's like the Rambo reboot made money, but it wasn't like huge. Like Rambo's never been as big as Rocky, so. No. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. I did like that Rambo reboot though. Oh, it's just complete schlock. It's so it's amazing. It's oh, if you haven't seen the Rambo reboot and you're in the mood for some really mean, fucking gnarly action. There's a great scene towards the end. Yeah, it's uh, he kills like a thousand dudes. Um, That's not even an exaggeration. That might actually be the count. It's a lot. And uh, make sure you watch the theatrical cut because I actually don't care for the director's cut of Rambo. Um, I don't think I ever saw the director's cut. So it's the director's cut is called John Rambo. Mm. Uh, They move some things around, and it's confusing. and not as effective, but whatever. Was this the same year as Over the Top? I don't know, actually. Hang on. Let me check. Because this seems like... Because they were always competing. Stallone and uh, Schwarzenegger. Yep. 1987. Yep. I just have a feeling. So, someone won that year. <laughs> uh, Predator made $98.3 million. Over the Top made... 16 million dollars on a 25 million budget yep so go schwarzenegger yep over the top yeah. uh let's, let's let's bring it down bring it down to earth for a second uh there's arm wrestling there's a bunch in of there is arm wrestling in predator uh who do you think gives the best performance like not like just a action stereotype because all these dudes are basically just sergeant rock characters mm-hmm. i think that was like the one of the other like uh discussions around the script that they're just sergeant rock dudes but i i think schwarzenegger is actually like pretty good in this not just in like wincing action hero mode but like i don't know (laughs) this cabinet minister does it always travel on the wrong side of the border (laughs) i mean cia's got you pushing too many pencils yeah it's it's very clear that he just like all right what's the line okay (laughs) i like carl weathers in this a lot because he's got actual stuff to do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he he might be the only one with like a character arc. Yeah. My men were in that chopper when they got hit. Uh, I could do every line from this movie, honestly. Can you do the Carl Weathers scream when it gets fucking eviscerated? No, I can't do the scream. It's a, it's a deep <laughs> scream. Yeah, I've never heard someone scream like that. It's good. I don't know if it's his actual scream though. Um. He's like, Arr! yeah, <laughs> like, where does that even come from? That's, that's a pure, like, gut scream. Like, that's it. Trying like, that's, to imitate that's it. a, that's a fucking quint scream. Trying to imitate it, I just sound like Pee Wee Herman, though. Yeah. Uh, Sonny Random died last year. Oh, yeah. Sad. Well, not really, because he was a racist. Oh, never mind. <laughs> you didn't know about that? I did not know about that. Uh, I just knew him from Predator. Well, I mean, fuck. Because here's the thing: I'm uncultured. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jesse Ventura both became governors later in life. And, That's oh yeah. And uh, Sonny was running for governor, and I believe he said something incredibly racist <laughs> um, while running. Uh, not sure if uh, it's still out there, but he said something. Let me see if I can find it. Um, he called for and Shane a, Black has no problems. That's why he's my favorite. Although he was running against Mitch McConnell. What? So, honestly, we might have been better off with Sonny. <laughs> Either way, it's uh, it's not a great look. Yeah, he said a bunch of bad stuff about Arabs, which I will not repeat here. Yeah, please don't. I will not, um, but he said some bad things. Um, Jesse Ventura eventually lost his mind. Oh no! What happened? Well, you don't know Jesse. You don't know about Jesse Ventura. 
No, I don't know what happened to Jesse Ventura. It's insane. He believes like every consp- – he had a show called Conspiracy Theory. What, what did it air on? on I didn't on, have cable when I was on younger. On True TV. Oh, fuck. I, I don't watch True TV. You don't know about – you got to look up. James Adomian is a comedian, and he does just – he does this perfect Jesse Ventura. And he, like, takes Jesse to, like, his logical extreme where, like, everything is a conspiracy. Like, like, just, like, ask me, like, how, like, how I'm doing. How are you doing? What do you mean, how am I doing? I'm, what, I am doing well, but that's not none of your business. You think I'm doing what the government wants me to? Because I'm not. Like, that's basically Jesse Ventura. My impression is not good at all. But check out James Adomian. It is fantastic. I will, and so uh, I'll send you some clips because you should probably put... There's one where he insists that Predator was based on real events. <laughs> I saw them. The Predators. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Speaking of plural Predators, there's only one in this movie. There's only one. That would change in every other Predator appearance. Yeah. But then we still got to call the fourth one or fifth one Predators. <laughs> Although I feel like they're very, they limit themselves on what they could do with this character. I honestly don't know if the Predator makes a ton of sense. Well, here, let's talk about that. Why the, do you feel that? Well, because he's the ultimate hunter. Mm-hmm. But he just, he's in camouflage all the time. So he, and he just sneaks up on people and shoots them. <laughs> That's not really anything spectacular. <laughs> That's not like the ultimate hunter. Like, later we find out he is, but that's after you've disabled his other abilities. So, I don't know. There, There is apparently a major attempt with uh, Shane Black's upcoming Predator, the reason why we've gone back to Predator in the first place, um, to basically, like, eventize the Predator. They really want this to be, like, a big sci-fi horror blockbuster franchise. The like, what about the Alien movies were going to be <laughs> when they came back? The marketing does not reflect this. No, no. It, it feels like um, they're I dumping fam- this film. I am familiar with events of the script, and they make it look like Alien vs. Predator Requiem mm. with the trailers. Yeah. That is not the case. I'm hoping uh, not, but I did hear they reshot like the whole ending. I heard that too, and it, call me out on this if this ends up being wrong, but apparently they reshot it just at a different time of day. They shot it at night. The original finale took place during like the early hours of the day, mm-hmm. and then it, like there's a lot of horror stuff in the finale, so they just reshot it at night because okay. <laughs> it, it looked better. We'll see, but I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. We'll see. I mean, if you can do that, if it helps, I mean, yeah, again, we're talking about a movie where they shot the Predator and then changed it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it's considered a classic. So, like now, if that happened, it'd be like, oh man, the Predator, Predator doomed. doomed? Heading for disaster, and then it would be like, what did Bob Iger do? <laughs> Somehow it would be Bob Iger's <laughs> The Disney bio made them change the Predator yeah, design. They wanted to put mouse ears on the Predator and make it appealing towards women. Why is there a woman in this man yeah, movie? why is she even here? Uh, just to appeal to the women, because you know how much women love it when they're the side character who is just dragged along for the whole movie <laughs> and gives exposition. And at some points, literally, it literally yeah. dragged along at some point. Yeah, she, she has no, she could not be in this film and it would still work. Yeah. She's a completely pointless uh, character it's... that was clearly added because someone said we can't do a movie with all men. Because they think that women will just be okay with it if you just have a woman in it. Yeah, which is a this is like still a problem. It's one step below forcing her into a love triangle. <laughs> uh, the actress' name is Elpidia Carrillo, and she she's good. She's in good. It, but like yeah, she has nothing. She's got nothing. <laughs> she's yeah, got nothing. That's, that's too bad. Um, and she has that one line where she's like, "We heard that predators came in the hot summers," and you're like, "Okay, that doesn't change what we're doing." <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about really quick the the location. So this is on location shooting down in Mexico, I believe. Yeah. Uh, And everyone was miserable. And Arnold Schwarzenegger apparently shit his brains out for like a straight week. Everyone got diarrhea except the director who like refused to eat and lost a ton of weight. 
Yeah, so everyone lost weight on this shoot, and apparently, I've never been able to catch it, but I guess you could see from scene to scene uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's weight fluctuating. Oh, really? Because he was just like, he was drained. Like, he had like no body fluid at one point. I like to imagine him as one of like those deflated balloons yeah. at like the, the car places. <laughs> you can actually, yeah, you know, you can kind of tell when I think back. He does look, but I just thought that was because he looked more haggard by the end of the film. Uh. Oh, yeah, okay. So the ending is the best. That's all I got. I'm here, kill me. Kill Come me. on, do it. Do, do it me. now, kill me. Is that, your, is that how you're going to go with that? Is that how you're going to deliver no. that line, Arnold? <laughs> I like thinking about Everyone was tired and dying. I like thinking about have Arnold's it. acting process. Like uh, um, like in Batman and Robin. Remember, when he's just, <laughs> like, remember he crashes through the party and steals those diamonds. Cool party. And, cool party. I like, I like to think he's like, hey Joel, what if I gave a thumbs up after I say cool party? <laughs> what if I throw that on? You know what? Given how bad some superhero movies are nowadays, that is a delightful experience. No, it's not. It's bad. It's bad, no, but it's funny. I, that's a bad movie. It's very bad. Like, it's hilarious. Batman Forever is like enjoyably bad, but like Batman and Robin is like tedious. Because well, Batman Forever is great because the love interest is just Nicole Kidman wanting to fuck the shit out. Oh of yeah, Batman. she just she just desperately wants to fuck Batman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she just shows up and is like, "I am here to fuck Batman." <laughs> yeah. and, and then Jim Carrey's trying to act. Yeah, oh, Jim Carrey's fucking great in it. Um, he's when, great, but I mean, he's not like he legit great. Restrained, because like when he shows up for the first time in Two Faces Lair, how he gets there, I don't know. Um, he shows up, he's rocking that bowler hat. <laughs> it's so good, and then he goes to that like fucking weird hairdo, and then you're like, oh, like when he's like traditional Riddler, he's fucking, he looks great, but then he's like in that like like what is it like that onesie. And, yeah, and like pulls his nuts like a baseball player at one point when he's throwing the bombs. Um, but that's nothing compared to Tommy Lee Jones in that, who is just awful. Wait, I'm sorry, I got to cut you off. So remember, I said I got Predator on the background, right? On silent. Yes. So it's at the part where Schwarzenegger's uh, going mono mono with the Predator, and he's about to shoot the bow for the first time that that blows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shape of the Predator looks like the shape of the original design. I don't know. Mm. If if that was the case, but it looked very similar similar to that really goofy ass thing that they tossed aside. So maybe they were farther in production than I, I said they were. Uh, maybe because it looked like they might have shot a couple scenes with it. I mean, you don't get that yeah. far. You don't do costume testing with Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, because I mean, for when it, whenever it's invisible and camouflaged, you can see the like the tendrils pouring out of its head. But this one you couldn't. It just looked like an elongated alien face. Okay. I got to screenshot that or something. And then I'll put it up so people could help my conspiracy theories. Take that, Jesse Ventura. Take that, Ventura. Find the American prison camp conspiracy. We're all over the place in this episode. Yeah, we are. It's impossible for me to stay on topic anymore. That's fine. It, uh, what do you think about Alan Silvestri's score? Oh, it's, it's amazing. Good. Great. Incredible. He's just coming off Back to the Future also, right? Yeah. Is he dead? Alan Silvestri just scored Infinity War. Okay, so that's a no. Yeah, no. Guess what? It didn't stand out, so. Oh, his score was like my favorite part it of was, that movie. It was better. I actually liked it. Was it was better than most Avengers stuff. Marvel bullshit. Well, yeah, it's just Alan Silvestri. He scored Ready Player One also this year. Oh, yeah. He's, like, working overtime. Well, yeah, because now we're getting the Twilight Years of John Williams. Yeah. Which is fucking so depressing. Yeah. Um, He's only doing one more Star War. Yeah. I hope it's good. Well, do we know that for sure? Has he said he's done? Yeah, he said uh, he's going to tap out at nine. Okay. And then he'll just let everyone else take over. Okay. I mean, we've had... I don't even know who you... We've had all right. I mean, the score for Rogue One was fine. That's all I got. Yeah, I I like the one from Rogue One. Okay, 
the solo one I don't remember at all. I just don't so. know if there's a if there's a composer who's respected as much as Williams that a studio would just let him do the score the way he does. But I don't know. Kathleen Kennedy's been all right with like doing like how they make some of these movies, and I'm including the fact that she's fired directors. <laughs> uh, but whatever. Whatevs, whatevs. Uh, Sylvester would be an interesting choice to like take over. I no, would say. I think he's he's too he's too bright. He's too direct. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. Not, like he he's he pulls out all the stops. His stuff really lands. Yeah, but Williams goes for the more operatic, where I think Sylvester is more just he's more direct. I don't know. Um, uh, I could just be. He, he's got that adventure feel, so maybe I don't know. Maybe you need something more. Like what? Do you think he's done anything like romantic wise, score wise? I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm not good with uh, composers all the time. Okay, let me let me take a quick look because he's definitely got the adventure stuff down. All I can think of is like uh, Back to the Future when he's accidentally hitting on his mother. <laughs> it's a it's a weird pull. I'm not gonna lie, but I get it. Yeah, see, the adventure stuff is fine. Uh, I'm actually very sad he's not coming back for The Predator. It's going to be Henry Jackman. May. He gets killed really goofily in this. He does. A log falls but, on his head. Yeah, a log falls <laughs> on his head. But before that, it's it's all just stripped down, basically physical confrontations, also with exploding arrows. But, I mean, really, compared to the first half of the movie, where, like we talked about, half the forest gets destroyed... <laughs> And, like, buildings are blowing up, and Arnold Schwarzenegger lifts up a truck with a bunch of dynamite on it or whatever the fuck. It is something I miss like, with action movies where they get smaller towards the end as opposed to bigger. Yeah, it gets way more tense, even though the jungle feels bigger than ever before. Like, even the way they shoot it. I don't know. That, the that, first half, that feels more like... Was that a set? Because I got some set vibes from the final shots. Uh, I, I think <laughs> with uh, the kill me, do it now, I'm pretty sure that's a set. Yeah, but uh, I know most of it is on location. All right, I just got some set vibes from the end of it, but whatever. I get it. Don't want to get diarrhea every day. Uh, but no, I I feel that the the jungle is like. You don't think it looks bigger, even though it's like more claustrophobic because it's just one on one by that point. In some moments, but. I don't know, so especially like even at the end when he's like running from the explosion, like that even feels like a set. Like it feels more closed off. And I'm not sure if it's if it actually is or if they just have it framed in a way that it feels more enclosed. Um, it feels a little bit more like the forest at the end of uh, Force Awakens. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Well, that forest, like that forest, is fine. Like I'm not complaining, but it it is in no way designed to feel big. Um, which is not what that scene's about, so that's fine. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just got I got more of a like set closed off vibe from that. But I don't fucking know. Like going going into the jungle initially feels pretty big. Um, maybe it has something to do with the fact that we're getting off those helicopters. But uh, I don't know. Um, that's just me. I haven't really said a lot of positive things about this movie, but I do really like this film. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, you know, it doesn't sound like you like it that much. It's a, it's a good movie. I was just not in a great state of mind to watch it. Nah, it, it happens um, a lot. This is a movie where when I'm the world, when I'm feeling good, I can watch it and be like, ah, fuck you, <laughs> terrorists! Fuck <laughs> like, America! I'll just kick your ass. And then I'm like, now I'm like, everything's a mistake. <laughs> uh, there's really something to these 80 action movies that like they they play on that like testosterone fueled nature but then like aliens all the marines die like horrible horrible deaths yeah, they all go pretty bad yeah and then predator the fucking sonny london gets fucking we don't even see how he dies on the on the bridge yeah. but then he gets his spine ripped out later yeah with his skull still attached well, that, and then Bill Duke gets his head blown up like a watermelon. That's a cool scene when he stays to fight the Predator, but it's always kind of confused me. Because <laughs> he, he very clearly gets killed quickly. 
And then again, I'm like, is the the predator is not an honorable foe. <laughs> and I get it. Maybe he's just a hunter, so it's kind of like you're not honorable with a fucking lion, I guess. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I do not respect the predator's methods. I, that would make sense to me, especially when you. I, I know we're supposed to just look at it as one movie at a time, but uh, considering the the lore that they add in Predator Two. I have to revisit that because I haven't watched that in a while. I'm looking forward okay. to it because I, I remember not like disliking it. And it's kind of a movie that gets forgotten. Um, but I want to see how they handle the Predators because I honestly think there's a lot of untapped potential with the Predator. And I can't really bring any of that up in this episode because I want to see two again. So that was Predator, That's everyone. True. They're up against the ultimate enemy. Holy mother of God. Nothing like it has ever been on Earth before. She says the jungle just came alive and took him. We cannot see it. No blood, no bodies. We hit nothing. But it sees the heat of our bodies and the heat of our fear. Whatever it is out there, it killed Hopper. And now it wants us. It kills for pleasure. He was skinned alive! It hunts for sport. He's killing us one at a time. We're all gonna die. But this time, it's picked the wrong man to hunt. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Century Fox presents Arnold Schwarzenegger. Predator. The hunt begins Friday, June 12th at theaters everywhere. Matt, where can the people find you? <laughs> um, at m4otn at twitter.com and YouTube. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do, do you want to... It, it might not be out by then. It might not be out, but just keep an eye out for it. Okay, because these are going to start going up um, the first week of August, so that way we hit one every week until the pre. I'll look forward to them in October. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on twitter.com at Waffles, the Waffle Press. Like and subscribe. Check out our SoundCloud, iTunes, and Patreon. Support the show so you can get better sound equipment and I can pay rent. Uh, so thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We've been professionally unprofessional.